Let's go, y'all. Let's go, y'all. Hi, everyone. This is Arch Conversations, and today we have with us Sophia Chong. Hi. From the Juice One Canvas. She's so cool because she's never done. Yeah, no, no, of course not. Okay, so um, uh, to get some context of how we met, mm-hmm. do you want to do it? Because I don't remember. I thought it was at Ground Zero. She said it's at Uppercut. It was at Uppercut, but I met you at Uppercut after I went to Sugarfin. So I went to Sugarfin first. Oh yes, so she was my customer first, a yeah. very sweet customer. Um, and then I bumped into your Uppercut, and then we yeah. spoke more. Yeah. And I haven't seen her for like two years already. It hasn't been two years. I think around there. Like she'll yeah. come to the shop every once a week, yeah. once in a while. When I used to go to um, Ground Zero, then I'll swing by her shop. I stopped going to Ground Zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's how we met. And um, she very graciously agreed to do this with me because um, the understanding is that she's going to close the juice market. Or already is it, closed it. It's already yeah. closed. It's been 11 years. Mm. And she decided to close it. And that's what we want to talk about today. Because I think that um, a lot of people out there there's a lot to learn from how she developed a successful local brand and her struggles. Mm. So do you want to talk about how the juice market started? Uh, okay, so it wasn't like, I, I wasn't trying to develop a business, but it was more of, I was only 18 years old. So, and I really like buying clothes. So I was just thinking like, okay, what way is there for a student to have clothes either for free or to like have it cheap without, you know, like, forking out too much money. Mm. So me and my friend, initially we started, um, I started together with my good friend. So it was called Wonderstruck then. Then um, we just wanted to buy clothes so that we can have some of them. And then whatever we can sell is just like a bonus. Mm. Yeah. Then after a while we separated. So I started Juice Market and um, it just kind of happened. Like, I didn't look at it as like, oh, I want to do this for them long. Mm. I want to like, you know, make this into like a legit business. Mm. Yeah. So it just started out of, I guess, just wanting clothes. Yeah. Yeah. For your love of consumerism. Mm, mm. <laughs> and then, when when did you actually decide that you wanted to make this a proper your job? Because uh, it was your full time job, right? It was my full time job, but because I started when I was in poly, mm. so I was eighteen years old, right? Then I was studying business management. Yeah. So I actually always wanted to be a banker. Like, I looked at other people in, like, CBD, and I'm just like, oh, I want to be, like, those girls. Mm. Yeah, but then, after that, when I graduated from uni, I just thought it would be quite a waste if I just, like, let it close, because by then, it was quite successful already, and I just thought, okay, the bank can wait, but I should just, you know, like, wait, like, like do whatever yeah. that was good at that point of time, yeah. like, good going for me. So, I just did it, and then I was like, okay, actually... It's very sustainable. Like it, it it's kind of it was what I enjoyed, mm. and it earns me like a pretty good income at that point of time. So I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna do this for one or two more years, and it just like snowballed to eleven. That's insane. So along the way, what are the road bumps that you hit? Like, what are some of the difficult times? Uh, to be honest, like. Thankfully, I feel like I didn't have too many struggles because I actually had a lot of people helping me. Mm. Um, I started, I think I started at a very good time because that was when like, um, 
at the point of time it was called blog shops. So like there weren't many, many blog shops. It was just uh the bigger ones and then I came in when it wasn't very saturated and a lot of people were into like that whole scene at the point of time. So mm. I had a lot of like photographers who helped me, mm. um people who were willing to like just wear my clothes and just post for free. So it was generally a very like smooth selling <clears throat> experience for me. Except that just minor little like struggles like my cargo got lost and then oh. it's always like the entire cargo so it's quite a lot of money it's like yeah. it, I remember it happened on my how birthday. did it happen? Uh, sometimes they're just not very reliable like the really? Food, the yeah. shipping company? Uh, either the shipping company or my supplier from China they would say that they shipped it up but I don't know if they really did Okay. And it was quite stupid of me because I didn't buy insurance. Mm. So I would just lose the entire cargo and mm. I can't do anything about it. Mm. So that's one. And then not too long ago, I actually got, uh, mm, how do I say? Scammed. Yeah. Conned. Yeah. By my ex stuff. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she was working for me for a year. And she was the only staff I had at that point of time. Because I knew, I've actually been planning this closure for two years already. So I knew that I was going to close it. So I don't want to expand it. So I didn't hire a lot of girls. Mm. I just wanted one girl to focus on everything. Then mm. I'll help her. Mm. So she was with me for about one and a half years. But it was only on the last six months that she started cheating the company's money, basically. She, she was, was embezzling or what? She was stealing my clothes. Oh my. Uh, she was manipulating the orders. So oh she would actually God. place the orders herself. Under like different names, different accounts. And then she would send it to her place. And then she wouldn't make any payment. So okay. I mean, I can't say that it's entirely her fault. Because I was being a bit negligent about it also. Yeah. That I just handed everything to her. Yeah. And then, you know, I just travel, whatever. So I felt that that was actually something that I learned. Like no matter how successful a business is, you must always be a part of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. SMEs. Yeah. For SMEs. Yeah. yeah. I also <laughs> Yeah, so basically she had like 100% access to Everything. my company and yeah. she just screwed it up. I owed customers a lot of money. Mm. I did a lot of refunds after she left. And um, it was just very sad because 10 years of building the reputation, mm. she just kind of took six months to not say completely ruin it, but it tarnished it yeah. quite a bit, definitely. Because yeah. people are a lot more, they take the mistakes a lot heavier than mm. they take to like two good sales versus yeah. one bad sale, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was actually the biggest struggle I went through. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I have ADHD. Um, and that was how long ago? Last year, you said? Oh, yeah, years. last year. And obviously, you fired her, right? Yeah, if I had her, I filed a police report. Mm. Yeah, but I can't talk too much about it because it's obviously still yeah, 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 that's fine. And then you had to do everything yourself again. Yeah, it was actually um, I fired her because of her attitude, mm. not because I knew that she oh, was following okay. me. Yeah. Then after I fired her, I had to do everything myself. That was mm. when I realized oh shit, oh. everything. Is, yeah. Um. Actually, something similar happened to me. Um. I didn't know you would bring that up. Okay, so give you some like idea we didn't talk about this at all before this mm. i wanted it to be very well organic which is why i told sophia not to tell me anything yet i actually went through a similar experience of someone cheating someone close or you think is close to you cheating yeah, you so yeah. my best friend of 11 years at that time 
not right now, long time ago, um, was actually using my, something similar. He was using my Nets card because that was the time when the debit card just came out. Okay. So I was using my debit card and Nets card just left it in one corner of my room. I didn't know he had stolen the card. He knows my password because like sometimes you yeah. know you just help yeah. each other key. Yeah. And um, he was using my card for eight months. And that was the account that I don't touch because it's a bank savings account. And um, I wanted to buy something, so I went back to the account to take out some money. And they told me, like, this is the X amount left, which was a very small amount, which is impossible because I put money in every month. And then I realized that he had stolen, like, a lot of money from me. And this is the same person you hang out with every day. Oh, shit. So it was very hard because, like, you are using my card in yeah. front of me yeah. to pay for me. Apparently, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It was really very, like, and unsettling. You said you had been friends for 11 years. Yeah, we were friends for 11 years throughout secondary school and all the way. And um, so when I had gone to the police station mm-hmm. with the bank records, mm-hmm. I was a bit, I was a bit suspicious, really, because I know what he does, right, on a daily basis. And then it was all there. Like, the things that he buys, you know, the, the places mm-hmm. that he visits. It's all there. And so I was for bit, eight months. Yeah, and I was really like, oh, it seems like it seems like cannot be, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go that, nope, yeah. no way. Yeah. So he had called me when I received, when I was at the police station filing the report to tell me it's actually me. And that's how I found out. Which was really, really bad. That really, really, really hurt me. It was very hard. Of course, um, it was very, very hard for me that period of time. Because you feel like he's like a brother yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. That was how close we were for yeah. 11 years, you know? Yeah. And, um, for him to do that was really, really hard. And then, obviously, I got over it. Um, we started talking again. It, it took me a very long time to be able to be friends with him. Of course, the friendship is not the same as before. But you're still friends with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to beg grudges. It's very tiring for me. But I'm sure you can't trust him. I don't. Like, we're not close friends anymore. Oh, okay. But um, I, would, I, I, I called him out one day and said, like, hey, um, you know, I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. That's all. Like, I, don't, I didn't want, you know, to harbor yeah. animosity between yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to be close. You just have to learn your lesson, right? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was actually quite, like, I mean, yours is a close friend. It's a different thing. But this girl that used to work for me, because um, she knew that I was going to close Juice Market. Mm. So I actually told her, like, you know what, like, when I, when I don't want to do this anymore, maybe I can pass it to you. Mm. I, you had trusted her that much. Yes, and I wasn't even planning to sell it to her. I wanted to give it to her because yeah. I just want somebody to run it, somebody who's like familiar and everything, you know. Mm. So I was actually quite shocked that she did that because... How old is she? Is she young? That's she's right. 29 this year. Oh, that's not very yeah. actually. So it's a bit shocking to me because I'm eventually going to give this to you. You will have something good going on for you. And it's sustainable. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why she would do that. It, it's just purely out of greed, like, at that mm, moment. Mm, yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. Right? The human condition sometimes, yeah. it's the same thing for him. It was just greed. Mm. Like, because of that, you're willing to throw away your friendship. Yeah. I don't understand mm. that. Um, yeah, but it's happened more than once in my life. Like, not so intense, but, like, many, many times. Yeah, people borrow money from me, they return, like, they extort my Like, in primary school, I got extorted every day by the same girl in the canteen, like, 40 cents a day every day to buy drinks. Oh, my. Yeah, because everyone always knew, like, my family had some money. So, like, it was just easy, and I was a pushover, like, to be honest. Okay, but you're not like that anymore. Um, right. <laughs> I'm still... 
I'm still a bit of a pushover. Really? Honestly, you don't come across like yeah, I don't. Okay, this is because right when I was younger, like I go, I had gone through some like you know family issues, and then because of that, I had to become stronger. Mm-hmm. So I had this facade. Why am I telling people the truth? I have this facade. Like I'm super strong. You can't fall with me. Nobody can fall with me. You know, but actually inside, I'm very soft. So it's not that I'm a pushover on a daily basis. I don't let people bully me, but like friends, you know, like, can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? Can I get like, money? And I still have a few people who haven't, hasn't even returned me money yet. And I don't, I mean, I don't feel like a loan shark. I feel like, you know, when you loan out money, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the way, yeah, it still happens. Yeah. Okay. So to me, right, when, okay, then there's a lesson to learn here, right? Mm. Point to note here is, without, when you are, I mean, I don't know if you're such a person, but if you are on both sides, right, if you are thinking of doing something like that to someone you know, think about how, if, if that's worth it, yeah. if you can live with that conscience, yeah. and if, if that's worth it to lose that friendship or that job or whatever it is, right? And on the other side, right, being the pushover, being the pushover, <laughs> being the pushover, know when to say no. I think that's what I've learned. And actually, that's what I talked to, like, she's good friends with Christabel. So mm. that's what I talked to Christabel too about on our podcast as well. When to, to learn how to say mm, no. Mm, mm. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we fast forward to actually closing the juice market. Um, what made you decide that you want to do it, to, 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 to close it? Actually, I think it's accumulation of a lot of things. Mm. But... I think what really stemmed from it is uh, I started when I was 18. So it feels more like a teenage dream, you mm. know? But like, now I'm 29. I feel like it's not something that I really vibe with anymore. Mm. I get it. Yeah, like, I want to do something that's more... I don't know if this makes sense, but something that's more, like, adult-ish, like, more matured. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of just felt like... Um, it was something that I did when I was young, mm. out of... Um, Passion, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit about of passion, but right now I just want to do things that I at this age believe in mm. and don't feel like oh it's it's like a drag for me to like go to work every yeah, of course. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've just hit a point maybe two three years ago. Like I just feel like I don't want to do this. I don't mm. want to you know every day go out take photos of what I wear. Mm. It's just. Not what I want to do every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine after 10 years, it's a bit like, right. oh, I have to go like mentally draining. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, I have to go and take a photo again today. Where should I do it? How should I do it? Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's tiring. And sometimes yeah. I feel like oh, I'm always imposing on my friends. Like, hey, can you come take a picture? So yeah. I'm a yeah, friend. Yeah. 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 So that's one of the reasons. Um, Another one is just, I just don't see myself doing this for the next 10 years. And this was two years ago that you decided. Mm. So it's not COVID that pushed you to no, that no, direction. No, no, okay. Yeah. So, um, I think it's just a, I've grown out of that phase. It mm. was more of a phase for me. What What does the future hold for you? Do you have any idea yet? What do you want to do? Um, I don't exactly know what I want to do yet. But I know what I don't want to do. Which okay. is putting myself on the front line. Like something yeah. that requires me to always be the face of yeah. my brand. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I don't want to do because I, I can't do this when I'm like 40 years old. Yeah, I, I, want a, I want like a business that is sustainable even without me putting myself out there. Mm. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. So... I do. But I don't think I'll ever... Okay, I can't say that. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm 
will touch fashion again. Mm. I love it, but I just don't want to like let it be a work. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like when you're too close to the sun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you've yeah. been you've been flying too close to the sun for a few years now, and yeah. you're getting like a bit burnt. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Or maybe like you can take a two year break from fashion and do something else, and then come back to it in the back end. You know, like merchandising for someone else, creative consulting. There's so many facets of fashion, yeah. or like even I don't know, magazine publication or something. But I think eventually I still want to like run my own business. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's so funny. She's so funny. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You already have an entrepreneurial spirit, so you can't bend that spirit. Yeah. That's why you feel and, that way. Yeah. I actually enjoy seeing something like grow, grow from yeah. nothing to something. Yes. I also uh, agree. So I agree with the. I understand why you don't want to be the face of the brand, because I realize that I'm also the face of my shop, mm. and therefore I can never leave it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can go on a holiday one week or something. That's fine, right? But essentially, I am the shop. Yeah, yeah and it's always at the back of your head. Yeah, like, yeah Whatever course. you do, you always think about the shop. Yeah, of course. Of like course. whenever I travel, I really just want to lie on the beach and do nothing. But still, I think of like, oh, it's a nice like it'll make a good picture. I yeah. should wear something juice market and yeah. shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I feel like it's it's eating me up. Yeah, yeah, mentally. Of yeah. yeah. I can't enjoy every moment of life. A lot of people would think the opposite of you. I think they would think that you intentionally go to places exactly. to take pictures, right? Right. right? Yes. Yeah. For sure, people think like that. And yeah. I'm so glad that you said it out loud because I also want people to know. Sometimes, like, yes, she has a lot of followers on Instagram. Yes, you know, she has to take photos, but it's not really everything is a photo opportunity. Mm. You know, mm. if she was like that, I guess I wouldn't be talking to you. Because <laughs> to some people, it really is like that. Yeah, are people like that? Yeah. I mean, okay, I think honestly, I used to be like that when I was young. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. was more hungry for like yeah, attention, yeah. Mm-hmm. fame, or whatever. Fair enough. But. Also, also be very honest about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Close to you for that. Yeah, so I think at this point, you just really want to like enjoy life as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've worked hard for it also. Mm-hmm. That's why. Um, yeah, so when I say like there are people really doing it, right? Because my shop is, I guess, Instagrammable. So I have had people come in, like they'll stay for two hours. Just to take pictures. Just to take pictures. And they change outfits. And there was a guy who was holding my door handle, pretending to walk into the shop with holding his phone. Like, like you know, the door handle and then his phone yeah. just went yeah. pretending to go in and out. And they were like doing that for 45 minutes for that one photo. So there are people who spend a lot yeah. of effort to do it, yeah. and which is fine mm. um, if it makes them happy, but it, like you said, it just doesn't make you happy anymore, and that's okay. And I get it, being a face of brand is also tiring, like, you know, like my customers expect me to expect to see me there, yeah. and, and when they walk in, they expect to see me in a good mood, because they're so used to me yeah. being in yeah. a good mood to yeah. give them that service. Yeah. It's almost like my coffee break is when I come here to steal this energy from Seth. Yeah, because it's gonna be good. Yeah. I'm gonna come into this cafe and I'm gonna be happy when I walk out. But so, I think this is actually something to do with you being the owner of the brand, not just because you're the face of the brand. Because you're the owner, so you always have to think of like how many ways must I make my customers happy. So I'm just gonna explore every single way I can. Because of that, I became the face of the brand. You see, so it's like you know, what I mean, it's hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I chose to be face of the brand and then this happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was that, it was me being the owner of the cafe and then 
wanting to make sure my whole team has this level of customer service, so I have to show yeah. it first. And then it became that I, yeah. you know, and then I realized that I'm really good at talking to people and com- like. So a lot of my regular customers now are all friends. When you come to my mm. shop, I'll connect you with different mm. people. So I think in that sense, it became a communal thing. Mm. And I am honestly not allowed to be sad in my shop. I get what you mean. You know what I mean, right? Like, you're not allowed. It's like when you go for an event, you have to be like, you know. I actually got a police report before because I did not reply an email on weekend. So she oh reported the police and yeah. said that I'm fraud. What? Yeah. That's weak. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, there are a lot of different kinds of people out there. Yeah. You know? And because you're in the service industry, because you're in the front line, you're expected to be a certain way or like a certain way. And I get told so much like, and I tell people I'm actually quite introverted. They're like, no way. Mm. This cannot be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm mm. not bothered to explain anything to you. Yes, I have to be an extra bit at work. Mm. But I really respect my privacy as mm. well. I think that's, some, that's why I said it's nice when you brought out things like, you know, you have to, you, you want to just lie down and do nothing at the beach, yeah. but you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's a personal problem thing. It can sound very superficial. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain to people. Because yeah. they might think that, oh, you have so many things that people want, but here you are complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, the grass is greener on the other side type yeah. thing. If they haven't walked a day in your shoes, nobody should judge. That is the fair game, I would say. Yeah. That's how I see people these days. Um. Okay, so moving forward to... Um, closing the juice market why you decided to close and now we can talk about lessons learned not um, like personal lessons learned or any kind of lessons learned to be honest mm. or any advice for other young girls or young people it's a very different time like you said yeah, you know, yeah. now the market is really really saturated but so any advice for like you know brand owners or I I think it Whatever business it is that you want to start, mm. whether it looks glamorous or fun or whatever, you have to be 100% ready to be 100% committed. Yes. And not think, oh, it's just all fun. It's just all traveling. Like, I mean, if it's my work, it's people see me in like wearing nice clothes, traveling all the time, but they don't know what goes behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, younger people nowadays tend to jump into like an industry mm. thinking like oh this is how it's like without knowing what's behind closed doors mm. so I feel like whatever that may look attractive to you that you want to jump in make sure you know what's going on like what actually goes on daily in their lives mm. before you jump into but it they may so not, how will they know they won't know until they try oh, yeah. true but they may not know people don't, like don't you trust, don't trust everything that you see on it oh definitely yeah, yeah. Half of that stuff is fake. Yeah. Honestly, even, like, what did I say, even for myself, but not really. At least I stopped doing that. So, I, same like how when I was a lot younger, I used to spend so much more effort mm. on my Instagram posts and, yeah. like, you know, I would create, you know, like a flat lay. I would create, yeah. I would go to the beach to shoot something and mm. do something and stuff like that. And then I grew out of it. I guess because yeah. I became a mom or like I, I started, you know, running a business and I grew out of it and then I didn't care anymore. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it was a drastic shift. Mm. Um, and obviously I lost a lot of followers and like, you know, people stopped following. But like, I don't know how to let people know this. Like, I guess like right now, like if you lost like 50,000 followers, would it really hurt you? that much I mean honestly I would be sad mm. I would think like oh what's wrong with me mm. like why am I losing my appeal mm. but at the end of the day if I'm really doing what like if I'm happy wow the sunlight is so beautiful on her face right now look at, look at that I don't know what you call it highlights 
Your things are like the highlights are really coming out. Sorry, sorry, she needs to bring it out. Sorry, sorry. Continue. It's actually quite glaring. Yeah, so if, let's say I'm really happy with what I'm doing now, then I think I'll get over it. Like, mm. I'll definitely be sad for a while. Yes. I mean, to be Agreed. honest, Agreed. I'm losing followers now. Mm. Because I'm not doing content which I know what people want. Yes, you know, like, yes. Always wearing sexy bikini on the beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Showing a lot of like lovey dovey stuff of my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're growing out of it. That's yeah. exactly like around the time that I grew out of it when yeah. I hit 30. Yeah. So, like before, like I would, I also know what people want to see. Like yeah. my creative yeah. work, you know, like me making creative things with food, with, mm. you know, like my creative vibe. And I stopped doing it. And I don't mind, like you cannot follow, but at the same time, like at the beginning, yes, it felt quite yeah. helpful. But then I know that I stopped creating the content as well. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Actually, I'm very happy now. And I will give you this advice for your future, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you start posting now, it may be very different from before. It might be slightly similar and slightly different, right? This is going to be the difference. Your dynamic will change. Yeah. The people who start yeah, following you will yeah. change. Yeah. And it, like, so it, back in the day when I did the ask me a question type thing, right? It would be very superficial things. Why is your skin so nice? Where do you work out? Like, which is, I understand why people want to know, yeah. but it's quite superficial. But mm. in this day, when I started doing the podcasting and asked for like the questions, it's really way more challenging. They're asking about philosophy. They're asking mm. about work. They're mm. asking about parenting. So it does shift. And then when that happened, I realized that my audience are now actually growing with me. Yeah. So there is fulfillment in that as well. Yeah. Maybe you reach a, reach a smaller target audience, but it's the... Right target audience, yes. yeah, so yeah. to speak. Right, I mean, if you think about it, right, I also don't want like a hundred thousand people to be perving on your boobs and your butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I think okay, like hey, that's a really big number. Okay, I know maybe you don't think about it on a daily basis, but a hundred thousand is a lot of people. But I wouldn't go and think like 100,000 are like perving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 100,000 people are perving. Maybe more, because I'm going to follow you. You never know. You know what? I'm really grateful that she's doing this because she's never really done like a podcasting yeah. before. She's never openly talked about Juice Market before. Yeah. And um, I, thought, I thought it would have been great for her to come on board to talk about it because I feel like it's always cathartic and very healing too. Now that it's close to look back on the last 10 years and then, yeah. you know, revisit everything. Actually, it's nice to do this because I feel like if you don't talk about it, people always have this impression like they'll create their own stories in their head. You literally just said you told me like not to care about what you're doing. I know, I know, but like just talking about it makes me feel like, okay, I've said my story. Mm. So you can go and like compare your story and my story. But at least I've said my piece. Yes, yes, I want you to... Okay, list five things that people will never guess there are like your pet peeves or like you know like your habits i on average i fall asleep within 10 seconds oh shit yeah what my wife hates it that's so unfair yeah. 10 seconds yeah that's so unfair there's so many times we were actually arguing on facetime and then i just like no <laughs> do i look very kunyang to you not really oh really yeah yes people think that i'm very kunyang but actually i'm not okay yeah. that's a good one uh, I guess because I've seen you in real life and I talk to you, so I don't true. Okay, you know on I mean? Instagram maybe. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think your Instagram portrays you as everything you said just now. 
Mm. Oh, it's very bad. Like people say that I'm unapproachable, high maintenance looking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, people like to judge. I get a lot of weird yeah. things from my Instagram as so. well. Mm, what else? I don't really have any. I. Oh, you're so boring. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's another fun fact. People didn't know. People don't. don't know that I'm boring. But I'm actually very, very boring. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to, it was a joke. Okay, I'm not a mean person. I actually like her, that's true. <laughs> she was like, oh, she can't drink for shit. And yeah, yeah. People always think that I can drink a lot. Like, I look like somebody who does a lot of like wild stuff. You know, I look like a wild child, but I can't drink. Yeah, I went drinking with her once. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, she had one drink for like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my friends think that I'm boring, which I am. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So that's one, two, three. Yes, five. Uh, I can drink. Drink, sleep. Uh, Boring. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll let you off the hook. Yay. Thank you for listening to Arch Conversation. Yay, thank you for coming. Thank you. End of awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs>